0: Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up.
1: Obviously, when you do anything that's stressful to the skin or you cause damage, even when you're using clinic lasers or microneedling or any injectables or fillers, or as I said, Botox, anything that puts a stress on the skin will immediately cause it to create what it needs to create to control the damage that's being done but over time this can become a little bit overwhelmed
0: i'm your host danielle collins and i'm the world leading face yoga expert best-selling author of the book danielle collins face yoga and creator of the international teacher training program the danielle collins face yoga method Seventeen years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing and serving millions of people in person, on TV and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it would mean so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Hi, friends. Hope you're doing well. This week's episode is so exciting. I know I say that a lot, but I'm particularly excited about this episode because I have Nicola Joss on the podcast. Now, if you don't know Nicola Joss, she is an amazing facialist in fact she was voted the world's leading facialist in 2019 and she's got exclusive clinics in new york los angeles doha miami london toronto and she's really one of the beauty industry's most revered skincare experts she's a facialist of so many a-list celebrities i mean the list goes on from scarlett johansson hillary swank gwyneth paltrow so many more She's also featured very regularly in some of the most prominent magazines such as Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, Tatler. She works with leading fashion houses such as Roland Moray, she works with Victoria Beckham, and loads of top skincare brands. And she's very well known for her inner facial, which is a technique which promotes lymphatic drainage, uses unique facial movements, and lots of inner mouth massage to help lift and sculpt the facial muscles and increase circulation. So she's She's the perfect guest for the Face Yoga Expert podcast. And on this episode, she talks a lot about our skin, about how to lift and firm. And one of my favorite things about this week's episode is Nicola talks about three ways we can really tone and define the jaw and the cheeks. And you can actually just join in with these as Nicola's talking you through them. So it's such a fab podcast. And before we get into this week's episode, just a little reminder that you can do all of your face yoga teacher training now from your own home and you can teach entirely from your own home as well. So our distance learning option is wonderful for you to be able to study in your own time at your own pace. You do your written examination again in your own time from home and you do your practical assignment with either me or one of our super trainers or via Skype or Zoom. So it's such a nice way of qualifying to teach others face yoga Um, as groups or individuals. And the lovely thing about the accredited qualification is you can teach people face-to-face, but you can also teach people online as well, which is perfect, particularly for 2020, but definitely with the unknown of 2021 as well. So if you'd like more information on that, just go to faceyogaexpert.com slash teacher training and all the information about the full qualification and about the accreditation is on there. So let's get into this week's episode with Nicola. Nicola Joss. Nicola, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing really good. And thank you so much for asking me. I can't wait to have a chat with you.
0: I know. I am so excited. And... Just to start, I mean, there's so much I want to ask you, but to start, how has this year been for you? Because I know you've always been a very hands-on facialist, but you've had to really sort of move everything to more of an online platform this year. How have you found that transition?
1: i found it quite easy, if I'm really honest. I, funnily enough, kind of the end of last year, um, I started doing online consultations for skincare because my client base is quite global so in order to keep in touch with those clients that weren't coming to London or I wasn't in my residencies or just for for whatever reason unbeknown that any of this would be happening um, I started that so I kind of had a little bit of a taste for it anyway and then obviously because that had been set up it was a really easy transition for me to then reach out to everyone and go Actually, I'm already set up, I can see you online. And it's been phenomenal to just even have a 30-minute consultation with a client that's existing so that we can keep her on track. And I also do, I'll teach you how to do your own facial massage on a one-to-one as well. So it's actually not been too bad for me. I mean, I'm desperately kind of sore that I can't see my clients physically and I can't wait to get back into clinic. So obviously that's a given that my first need is to be with my clients physically but to transition online has been quite easy and I've really enjoyed it and the team has enjoyed it and then obviously I've embraced the whole live Instagram TV situation every night at 8pm just to keep the community well keep the morale up as well a little bit and show you how to very easily remove tension and stress from your face by doing a few moves and I try to create a community where people are joining at least a couple of times a week, but most of my followers are com- coming in every night because, I mean, you like I, when you tell someone that this is what they need to do, they go, yeah, okay, and then you see them and they go, yeah, I didn't do that or I didn't have time to do that. But so by me building that kind of live experience every night at the same time, people have been saying to me, it actually made me take time back or step out and do what I needed to do that you tell me to do and I don't because I go and do something else instead so yeah I mean that's a long-winded <laughs> answer to, to that question it's been quite easy
0: that's great and that's so nice to hear that so much positivity has come from it and I know that you're community really appreciate you showing up for them every day, because that's a huge dedication from your point of view as well, for sure. And I'm really interested to know, as you've transitioned more online this year, because of course you've had to, when your clients have been coming to you with skincare concerns, have they been different this year in light of everything that's been going on and in light of them talking to you online compared with all the years that you've been seeing them in clinics,
1: yeah, the skin people's skin has changed, and actually, I've got a lot of new clients that I've never physically met now as well, which is very interesting. Mm. Um, and their um, concerns have been very, very similar. So it's really interesting. There's a, a common thread of what type of condition is going on on the skin topically. I mean, of course, people wearing masks are going to have issues with heightened bacteria on the skin just coming from breathing their own air that's that bacteria sits on the inside of the mask so that's definitely been causing a lot of topical congestion on the skin or any forms of acne actually but i'll tell you what else has been been quite prevalent is the amount of breakouts that's happening due to stress as well. And that's caused obviously by people being in anxiety or people being in fear and that triggering st- the stress and imbalance in hormones. So I have seen much higher um, amount of comments with regards to breakouts and not because their diet's changed or their fitness has changed, but their skin has changed through to their their mental states actually are not being as balanced or being very uncertain of what's happening
0: Definitely. And it shows that stress, I mean, stress affects everything, our mind and body, but hugely affects our skin. And like you say, it can bring up all sorts of topical issues, acne, rosacea, eczema, all of these things mm. are affected. And have you noticed as well that people have been highlighting issues in terms of lines and wrinkles or maybe um, skin is sagging a little bit more again because of stress and anxiety?
1: It's good, actually, to discuss that because it sits in two camps. Mm. There have been those that have expressed that kind of concern for skin slightly sagging more, yes. And again, due to tension stress that's held in the muscle tissue, so the muscle becomes heavy and then everything starts to become kind of dense along the jawline and the neck area. So that can cause sagging. But there is obviously a whole load of clients that perhaps would have had fillers and Injectables and Botox that haven't, and that's something that I don't, we don't do in clinic, and I, I'm not a massive advocate of it. But I, we're certainly not judgmental. Anyone can go and do whatever they want to do. I always give my advice with regards to what happens to the skin and the muscle tissue. But I have obviously people not having those types of treatments have really noticed a difference in their skin, and not known what to do with it because normally they've just gone and had an injection. So it's been really interesting to walk through alternative ways of looking after your skin or the muscles or the wrinkles without having those um, types of treatments. So that's been really interesting.
0: That is super interesting. I found actually this year, a lot of people, and um, particularly in lockdown one, a lot of people coming to me and, and wanting to learn about face yoga, but simply because they couldn't go and get the injectables, they couldn't go and get their Botox or their fillers. And actually, for the first time ever, they were sort of out of control, so to speak, of their faces, and then came to face yoga to sort of gain some control back, really, to understand, OK, what can I do with the power of my own hands in my own home rather than always having to rely on the injectables. And it's been really interesting because then when clinics did open again, um, of course, there was a whole camp of people which would go back and do the injectables. And then other people who said, you know what, this is sort of giving me a little bit of break from it. And I've realised that I can do an alternative now. And then of course, I've got people who do both, you know, who do their their face yoga, their massage exercise, but they also go down a slightly more invasive route too. And I'm like you, like not judgmental at all. I think that I'm pro-choice, you know, we are lucky that we live in a in a world where mm-hmm. we can all choose what we want to do. And there there is so much judgment around that it's really nice that you and I can just say, look, no judgment there go and do what is right for you what sort of advice do you give clients if they sort of come in and perhaps they have had a lot of botox fillers how do you sort of give them advice in terms of how that can both i guess negatively and positively affect their skin
1: first of all i just want to pick up slightly on what you said about Mm. the control element isn't it interesting how much control People give over to practitioners to look Mm -hmm. after their skin, whereas you and I are are certainly advocates of take control of your own skin. And I'm going to teach you how, but I want you to go off and deal with it because it's your skin. You need to take responsibility for that. So it's such an important element, I think, and so easily lost out in that beauty world because... You know, you give over your power and actually it's really empowering to take it back. And that's what I found with my clients throughout the summer period when they've come online to me. It's like, oh, actually, I can do this myself. and Or they'll text me with a picture going, look at the improvement over the last two weeks and the joy of them being able to just deal with it themselves. So... I just wanted to touch on that when you brought that up because Mm. it triggered. I forgot about that. And there's so much good response to taking back control. And we should be taking control of everything from our health, our well-being, our skin, you know? Definitely. Um, You become more sovereign, don't you, when you take control of yourself? And it's much more empowering. But with regards to giving um, people advice around Botox and fillers, that transition from perhaps not having so much or stopping... It's about teaching them how to, to develop healthy, not only a healthy microbiome in the skin because it become can become a little bit damaged with injectables, but to help to make the muscle super strong and healthy because over time, obviously, the muscle loses its strength or it's, it becomes a little bit weaker and doesn't have that strong fibers and connectivity to keep it. Where it should be you know keep the structure of the face good or the contours in line so kind of teach people how to do that with just easy gentle massage and also using products on the skin topically that are for rewilding the skin or for looking at the microbiome and keeping it healthy or keeping the the um, skin barrier protected because those things are all, also important and when our, our skin or our faces go through stress with an injectable it can lead to stress in the skin which can cause a damage to the microbiome or a damage to the skin barrier and that's what we want to keep like the diamonds you know we want to keep the skin super healthy the healthier it is the better it will perform for you so i kind of speak to them about that with regards to clients that want to have botox or fillers, I have a couple of very, very good practitioners that I would send them to because I'd rather have good people on in my book to send because people if if you're gonna have Botox and fillers, you're gonna have them, I would never stop you. But if I don't give you the right people to go to, then you know, you don't know where you're gonna where a client's gonna go or what she's gonna end up having injected, especially those that are quite fearful of it or have no um, understanding. So I do keep a list of very good practitioners that I trust that I know would never ever over enhance or over inject one of my client's faces. And then obviously I just give them um, advice with regards to not massaging their face for the first couple of weeks, first two, three, perhaps four weeks depending on what treatments they've had done because you don't want to interfere with that toxin, the uh, Botox toxin at all until it's dissipated.
0: Yeah, that's great advice, definitely. And actually really interesting how you talked about the skin microbiome and that is very rarely talked about in relation to injectables. I think that's a really interesting point to bring up. Can Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously when you um, do anything that's stressful to the skin or you cause damage, even when you're using like, clinic lasers, or microneedling, or any injectables or fillers, or as I said, Botox, anything that puts a stress on the skin will immediately cause it to create what it needs to create to control the damage that's being done. But over time, this, this can become a little bit overwhelmed, so... It can cause a, a damage in the um, microbiome. Very, very, not a lot, a very minute amount. But the idea is to keep the microbiome super healthy because it's the skin that you want to keep healthy. So anything you're popping in, in a, in a needle or any kind of injectables or anything that's damaging potentially or causing stress to the skin, sorry, causes then damage. And that has a ripple effect on how the skin behaves. And our skin um, barrier is very, very delicate. So it's as easy to damage your skin barrier as it is to chip a bit of nail varnish from your nails. And we know how easy that can happen. So when you understand the fragility of the microbiome and the skin barrier, then you kind of, that's how you can engage gauge what type of product Look at putting on your skin um, if you're having lots of of treatments that you know are invasive. So just think about the microbiome being very fragile, like a baby, and you want to really protect that baby with the best you know with the the, the, with the the softest cashmere or whatever it, the, the vision you have of how you protect but that's how you should look at it when you're if you're going to be doing those, those treatments and over time because what you've got to remember as well is when you're putting a toxin into a muscle you're causing stress on that muscle as well and obviously the muscle becomes paralyzed which is why you don't have the movement therefore you don't have the the heavy line that you're trying to remove you're having that kind of relaxed feeling that relaxed look but you're actually paralyzing the muscle or semi paralyzing the muscle so that in itself is a stress for the for the muscle and that ripples through to the skin as well so because we're you know we're these most beautifully designed organic spacecraft <laughs> that we embody right yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> So <Definitely. laughs> sorry Definitely, no. Back that's that's no. That's such a <laughs> such a good point, and it's so beautifully described. Um, about 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 all of it, and one of the um the things that I love that that you do the most, and obviously things that you're most well known for, is your inner facials, and and the wonderful thing about the well particularly the the lower face area so our mouth and our cheek and even into our jaw area is we can work the muscles not only from the outside but we can actually work them from the inside which is just amazing so i'd love you to tell us a little bit more about your inner facial how you came up with that concept but then I'd love you to maybe share a few tips and techniques, maybe let's say three key massages that everybody can really simply and easily do at home. And like I was saying to you earlier, you know, this is something I share all the time. But I would love hearing it in someone else's words and from someone else with a, a really different way of doing it and a really different background as, as well. So, yeah, I'd love to love to hear, firstly, how how you came up with, with the inner facial
1: Okay. Um, it's funny, I sit, sometimes daydreaming about my, you know, when I have grandchildren or great-grandchildren, they say, so Nana, what did you do with your life then? And I'll be able to say, well, I stuck my fingers in people's mouths and I'm not a dentist. It's like, <laughs> what the
0: heck? <hell?"> <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, I don't know how I describe what I do. I, I make people pull funny faces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so I feel <laughs> you on that one. <laughs> exactly.
1: The joy of having to describe your um, vocation, oh, I actually. I know. I oh, know. I love it there. Um, so I studied biology, human biology and also forensic pathology. And actually, I'm studying epigenetics at the minute, but that's another conversation. But so I'm very intrigued and interested with in the mechanics of the human body. Um, but on a real well-being Element. I'm. Although the science of it really intrigued me, and I'm a researcher and meticulously, I'd like to find out everything. So it was perfect for me to then look at what I wanted to do with massage because um, I had all the understanding of. The mechanics of the body with my studies and I then studied with a massage therapist who was also a healer and he worked inside people's mouths and he really predominantly worked with people that were very ill or terminally ill and dying and he would massage them to release toxins to release pain to give them a sense of calmness and a sense of lightness and especially for those that were dying so this was in over in the Far East, um, where they have a very different outlook on life and death, and death is very much celebrated. So he would also massage people as they were dying to give them a sense of lightness as they transitioned, so they didn't take any heavy stress with them is was his kind of ethos. And I kind of loved that. Anyway, I was intrigued by what he did when he worked inside the mouth because and not only did people immediately feel better and, and, and talked about being calmer and slightly more transcended in their thoughts and in the present moment, but they looked amazing, like looked mm. even more amazing. I'm like, mm, this needs to be worked on. So I kind of, I, I worked with him for quite a while and then I rejigged it because uh, I made it more kind of for the contour of the face really. Because um, he'd also work around the gum and the teeth, and I didn't want to get involved in that element of 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 what he was doing, so um, I adapted it and still adapt it. I mean, what I love about the industry that we're in is you don't stay in the one lane because things change and you learn all the time you learn from the clients are in front of you so it constantly evolves doesn't it and you 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 find that when you understand how the body works and the human face works you can just level up all the time so you've constantly given better advice or better treatment and it's so intriguing to me the inside of the mouth because you can feel so much more when you go inside the mouth, and you can really release that deep seated tension and stress that's held. Because emotionally, we hold all that physically in our jaw and around our mouth area. So it's very important that as we do our work to become better people, more centered people, or work with our heart, or whatever we're dealing with in our lives, to kind of work on our inner self. We have to also physically work on our shell. We have to work on removing deep-seated, old emotional drama that we might have dealt with in the past that we think we've overcome. But physically, our body still holds that. So uh, for me, it was about really kind of eliminating that. And the more you work with people and you have conversations around how they feel after you've given them the treatment, but are really intrigued by it, not just, how was that? See you next month. You know, it's really like, how did you feel? And a lot of people used to cry after the treatment because the release of tension was just so overbearing. And you know, it's nine times out of ten, it's never a facial, is it? With a client, yeah. it's a therapy session, yeah. especially when they're regulars and they feel that space of safety with you. And they're very vulnerable when people come. And you're touching another person. It's a vulnerability, isn't it? So there needs to be a safety there. But that does release. So so. It's huge what it what it does, and it can redefine the shape of the jaw as well because it removes that heaviness. But also, really helps to make. I mean, I've I've helped people that have had tumours inside their mouth that didn't know they had them, so we've popped them off to the doctor for a little test and they've come back going oh my god you saved my life it's just it's wonderful to be able to work in such a level with clients as well as just making their skin look great too so and also teach them how to do you know you can do the inside of your mouth at, at, at home on your own as well just very simply um so there are things that you can do at home but with regards to doing facial massage at home there are some real simple things like kind of when I do my online stuff I try and keep the moves very similar every night so that people get into routine and keep it quite generic but then when I'm doing one-to-ones I will design moves specifically for that person because everyone's face is different and actually people's people's accents and dialects how they speak where they come from determines what muscles they use in their mouth how they use their tongue right so People don't (laughs) all have tension and stress in the same area, depending on where they come from in the country or on the planet. So um, you can design a facial massage around where they come from as well as how they look. It's very interesting. But that only really happens when you go inside the mouth and you can feel the structure of the inside of the mouth or, or the tension or The heaviness that's in there as well. It's amazing how much more you can open up the space as well after doing massage in there.
0: Absolutely. And if someone's at home and sort of saying, "Okay, I want to to have a go at doing a a little bit of massage inside my my own mouth. And I know that that you do do lots of, um, as you say, lots of IGTVs on this, lots of videos. I've got some videos on this too. But I was wondering, and I know it's a difficult medium to describe massage on when we're doing it via a podcast, but I'd love to hear from your point of view, maybe sort of three top tips for the mouth and the cheek area and sort of that that sort of jaw area too of what you'd recommend just super basic simple sort of ways that we can massage that area
1: Well, what I would say to start with is before we do any type of massage on the face, the first thing you should do is just, I call it the prayer move, where you take both your hands, put them in a prayer position in front of your face, right down the middle of your face. So your thumbs are almost hitting your nose and then sweep slowly and quite deeply Across the face out towards the hairline. So you're molding your hands over your face and just that movement is opening up the face. So we want to do that initially before we start anything else. So do the prayer movement maybe three or four times. Make sure you've got a product on your hand. And in fact, it's a good way of applying product from the hand to the face, an oil or a balm by using a prayer motion. So do that first and that gives you a sense of kind of present time as well. So when you're doing your prayer, movement, maybe do your breath work as well, so that you're starting to connect him with the present time and connect him with your body. And if we look at then doing the jawline, so if we take our first two fingers, put the rest away, you know, like you're doing the peace sign, take those two fingers, um, palms facing out the way, away from your face, and elbows facing out, you know, straight out elbows. And what you want to do is from the center of your face again, from the chin, just cradle the jawbone in between the index finger and the middle finger so that the index finger is underneath the jawbone and the middle finger sits on top of it. And very strongly using your fingers, so it's length and strength of the finger, sweep it all the way out to the edge of the jaw bone under the ear and do both sides alternatively or you can do them both together whatever's more comfortable and really use the strength of that knuckle when you're sweeping along with your finger to start eliminating any puffiness from under the jawline but also starting to address those muscles along the jawline. So that would be one. You could also add to that one by then bending the knuckles, so bending the fingers, keeping them in the same position, but bending the fingers and using the knuckle to do the sweep. That will give you an even stronger um, pressure. So you're really starting to work with the tension, the stress on the muscles of the jawline. So that's one. I would then, if you want to pop the cheek bones, you could do one where you've got your your thumbs underneath your chin, so just put both thumbs underneath your chin, onto the jawline, and then taking those first two fingers again, the index finger and the middle finger, and f- grab the chin so that they're sitting on top of the um, the jawbone, you know, on top of the um, the thumb. And what you want to do is you want to sweep those first two fingers all the way up till you hit the cheekbone and that will lift that cheek muscle and then from there you want to open up the fingers and make almost like a V shape so you're popping the cheekbone area with those two fingers. So sliding all the way up from the chin and then when you get to the, the cheekbone and the muscle, lifting the muscle up and then make a V with the first two fingers so the index finger should hit the ear the hairline and the middle finger will sit at the side of the nose and you can do that a few times as well and again use the strength of your fingers and don't be afraid to apply pressure onto that area because the muscles around that cheekbone will really enjoy that pressure and you'll help to remove again any puffiness any water retention any fluid from the cheeks and it helps to define that contour
0: Great. That is amazing and just so beautifully described as well because I know it's very difficult to describe <laughs> face massages um, via, via just audio. So, But I know that everyone was just joining in with that at home. So I love that. Thank you. Um, Nicola, what I'd like to really um, sort of just just get into before, before we finish this lovely, lovely podcast is just knowing a little bit about your wellness routine. So obviously, I know you're super into skincare. And one of the things I love reading on your website is how you've been into skincare since you were really little. You know, you really grew up in a family um, <laughs> who love their skincare. So I, I just love that. So I know skincare is a huge part of your um, personal and obviously professional life. But wellness in general, what do you sort of do day to day in terms of looking after your your mind and body, I guess? So So not just the face, but mind and body.
1: I'm quite dedicated. I I must say, I was very, very ill in 2017, almost died. Very, very ill, yeah. Um, And um, so I was in hospital for about seven weeks and then I was at home on bed rest for 11 weeks. I was serious. I had a a cyst on my right ovary that I didn't know was there. And because I'm, I'm physically quite strong and healthy anyway, my body tried to deal with that cyst. It then became very poisonous and basically flooded my whole system and poisoned me to the point that they couldn't, I mean, I was four hours in an operating table. They oh, couldn't do anything. Then they'd resuscitate me. So I went through, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot kind of, yeah. Um, and, and I had previously been healthy, but after that event in my life, it really shook me up and changed everything. So I'm dedicated to the health of, of, of my body and my mind much so as well so I take probiotics every day I take supplements from Lumity and I take supplements from Lima Life I take simple probiotic I eat a very very easy diet and plant-based I sometimes throw a little bit of fish in there my kids are vegetarian and eat fish but I keep mine very very simple now I juice a lot so I mono juice where I'll do I'll fresh squeeze orange juices and have that for two or three days every couple of weeks so that I'm really cleansing my body. And then I meditate because I was aware that I have a really active mind and my ego likes to use my active mind in a way that I think is very goodly and godly but actually my ego can be quite unlike everyone's ego can be quite you know, insidious or quite naughty or can, can drive our thoughts and our decisions and sometimes that's not correct so I'm very aware that my ego is quite active not in a hugely bad and destructive way but sometimes blocks me from being in the present moment and I talk about being in the present moment a lot because I strive to be there because it gives me balance and calmness and also it helps when I do my work as well because I do Reiki as well and my clients I need to be a vessel that I need to be really clear in order to have energy come through so that my clients uh, I can activate them to then heal themselves I don't you know you do Reiki you're not a healer you're just a, a a tool for source energy to allow someone else to be activated so they can heal their own body. So I'm very aware that I need to, to be dedicated to that practice. And it, it just, it makes me feel better as a person. And I'm certainly since I practice things like meditation or just being in the now more and not being judgmental or, or correcting my thought process as much as possible. I am very much less judgmental and less, um, I'm more knowing, you know, I just kind of, I really go with my gut as well on feelings. So I'm in a space of knowing what's going to come. And things happen when you drop away that ego or that monkey chattering mind and things come to you. So I'm a huge believer in manifesting as well. So that's kind of where I sit in, in my practice of health and wellness. Love um, it. Love I, it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> thank you. I mean, I don't preach. I'm not a preachy, preachy. But you know, I've been on the planet a decent amount of time, and I've spent a lot of time with a lot of people, and I chatter a lot, as you can probably tell. Um, and you learn things from people and I think that's the best way to educate is to, is to be with people and find out their experiences. And then I pass it on. That's the whole point is to pass it on so that everyone else becomes a little light of consciousness that's <laughs> full of well-being, you know. So, yeah, that's kind of what I do.
0: Definitely. I love all of that. And I'd love to know, as the very, very final question, your top tip for inner peace?
1: Um, yes. So I, I always say two things. and I've always said this since I've been 20. Be kind and breathe. That's it. Yes. If you're kind, you come from a space of kindness. You don't have to be holier than thou or, you know, you don't have to help every single person across the road or, or try or strive to try. Just be kind. And that also really means being kind with yourself mm-hmm. um, and breathe. Because as you know, we need to breathe and we do breathe we breathe without thinking and how amazing is that that we don't have to think or action breath that our body just enables us to do it to get us through but when we actually activate the thought of breath work what we do is we allow our lungs to work better don't we so fuller capacity for our lungs we give longevity to ourselves we open up our body we're taking in prana we're taking in that kind of life force of of energy. So breathe and be kind, guys. That's it. I have
0: nothing else. (laughs) They are the two best things in the world. And you know, I would have given the exact two same answers. And I was only just saying to my children this morning that the most important thing that we can do for anyone is be kind to others and be kind to ourselves. And as everyone listening to this podcast knows, I talk about correct breathing, deep breathing all the time. So yes, (laughs) I love that you are speaking my language and everything you said today has been so aligned with everything i love and everything i believe and i know that my listeners will feel exactly the same so nicola if people do want to get in contact with you if they want to have consultations if they want to watch your igtv how do they do that
1: Yeah, um, so there's a website which is nicolajoss.com. It's being updated at the minute because um, we can do that. So we are, so you might have problems getting on there. Other than that, go to my Instagram which is um, at nicolajos, N I C H O L A J O S S, and we can sort you out to whatever you want for sure. DM me, email me, there's a link to you there. It's all available.
0: Oh, Nicola, thank you so much. You've been a phenomenal guest. I really appreciate it. Big, big thank you to you. Thanks so much for having me. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga, or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today and I look forward to seeing you again next time.